Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Nigga, <laughs> the itis has set in. You ate healthy. You're not supposed to get itis from healthy. I ate kind of healthy. Listen, this is why it's important that I, I like to do certain things. Anything that's a performance, I like to do uh, uh, without. I like to do on an empty stomach. Stand up the podcast because once I get that food in me, nigga, I am finished. Sex. Yeah, definitely sex. Got to go in empty stomach. Empty stomach. I can't. Once the food hits, nigga, I'm like a, I'm, I'm a shot down animal. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the plucking. But you know, this is a good circumstance because we're in your room here at the res. What is this? Residence Marriott Residence Marriott Residence. Right across from the club. Right across from the club, where this is the kind of room where they have the fridge, the stove. It's like a little apartment. Yeah. So we're on the setting is I'm laid out on the couch, <laughs> Roman Emperor style. Um, no a- shoes. No, no shoes. shoes. The AC is hitting directly on me. You ha- you gave me a fresh cold bottle of o- unopened water out the fridge. I got pillows under my neck. The only thing I'm missing is a couple of bitches with some fans. But <laughs> nigga, I am comfortable, nigga. Oh. I'm going to start pooping in this cushion, nigga. <laughs> I'm serious. Dude, we never do it in my room, and we did it here because I have the space for it. Oh. But I'm telling you, if you start farting, it's oh, going to end. Nigga. It's going to end. Oh. Sacramento, we're back in Cowtown. Cowbells, the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Queens. Yeah, I said it. Write it down anywhere you want to write it. <laughs> um, well, let me tell you a quick story. Um, and the funny thing is I was saying, this whole, this whole when I first – did Sacramento. I don't know how many times I've been in this club now, but it's been over a decade. They used to put me here. And I didn't mind it. And, and you know, it was close. It made sense. Uh, since then, I'm 10 minutes away at the Hilton. Uh, yeah, nice yeah, yeah. bar, fireplace. I've seen it. Yes. I went inside. It's nice. It's yeah. sexy. Um, <laughs> but I think, no, I think the second time I came here, they put me in a hotel. 
which was a little bit further down. Um, and I, I remember they, I, I went to the mall, and this Chinese chick who worked at the fucking jewelry store was wanted to fuck me. And she was hideously ugly. I mean, this bitch was monstrous, nigga. She looked like Bolo Young from Bloodsport. Uh, Jean-Claude's nemesis. Uh, look at Bolo Young, y'all. Um, she just had a hard Japanese face. Japanese, Chinese, why do you, you keep mixing up your Asian? They the same motherfuckers. No. They all get cooked in the same walk. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, she wanted to give me some pussy. And I remember we went back to the hotel and I fucked her. And I mean, you know, I told you, I don't do ugly and fat bitches. Um, and I mean, she was hideous, nigga. Uh, and when she went to take a shower afterwards, I bounced and got a new room uh, and left her in the shower because I, I didn't want her to know what room I was staying in anymore. And she texted me all day, you black motherfucker, you fucking motherfucker. And, you know, when ugly people <laughs> aren't mad and stressed, they face, they already ugly. But when you get mad and you put ugliness with extra ugliness it's too much ugly. Uh, yeah, that was, woo. Yeah. So do you think security had to come up and say, hey, what are you doing in this room? Nah, because it wasn't a hotel like that. It was, it was like this. It was, it was, it was oh, okay. It wasn't in a weird neighbors. So what did you say when you switched rooms? Hey, man, there's this real ugly bitch. Nah, I didn't, nah, nah, I just said I didn't like my room. And can I get a new room? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, by I, the way, there's someone showering in the room I don't like. So, uh, yeah, I, I left all that out. It's just, you know, uh, like you ever wake up with an ugly motherfucker? Like we ugly when we sleep, nigga. So to just roll over. And see, you know, oof, it was it was tough. I break you like I break your friend. It was Bolo Young, nigga. Look that up. Uh, yeah. Oh, what's happening, baby? Not much. What did you think of the food? This is why I'm laid out, nigga. We went no, to but what, yeah, what is it? What was it called? Do you know? Fish fish Grill. Or, fish Grill? Yeah, Fish Grill. Yeah, it's right yeah. underneath the club. Right underneath the club, which they, they did some renovations not only to the club, uh, but yeah, they opened up some new places, and Fish Grill was one of them. Yeah. I had the roasted corn, the butter seared scallops, uh, the Cajun shrimp, the catfish, and a bowl of clam chowder. That was your light meal. That was my light meal. That's my <laughs> only meal. I'm done. Nigga. I know because you want to. Listen, if I had, if I thought I was going to be in this state, I would have brought my toiletries and my clothes <laughs> nigga, I would be here until showtime shower and walk across the street see that is what's nice about oh, being right here God. but yeah this, that food I thought the food was pretty good I, I really enjoyed it um, I know no one cares but if you're in Sacramento it's 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 why I liked it is quick service I'm such a cheap I'm really am cheap I didn't think I was that cheap but I'm pretty cheap no you, you no you're cheap but you can be generous when it's time because you left a two dollar tip nigga yeah, because she had to come out and clean up that. It's like it's it's kind of like um, it's it's nicer than the chipotle. It, it, it's like a quick serve. It's it's not like fast food. They actually grill and cook the food. It's nice, but they just give it to you. You take it to your table, and then uh, they come we pick up the plates. Yeah. yeah, so you it, left a tip when you didn't have to. But in, yeah, because they I was a server. Man. You're sometimes Jew. You ain't all the way Jew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you you know. When you got your when you when you got your yarmulke on, you're Jewish. But when you take it off, you're not. And this would be a good time because we don't. I, I really don't have many. 
But this would be a good time to get into some emails because talking about your, I always sometimes call you Jew boy, but uh, there's a guy who's very upset with you named Hugo um, because you he doesn't like the way you're disrespecting your Mexican side. That's so, fair. Okay, so uh, that's fair. Let's get into some emails. Oh, Steve. <laughs> Corrales, Corrales. I'm a new podcast. That's a big fan. You see what I mean? Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your hive didn't come in, but I could read it. Yo, Spears, I want to start off by thanking you for making me laugh. You're the funniest motherfucker I know. I'm a huge fan and love watching you on Mad TV growing up. You aspire to me. Oh, shit. Sometimes, you know, you get to get gas in your chest. It's hard when oh, you're okay. sitting upright. I'm laying down. Nigga. Gas like in your chest you. is better than the other areas. Dude, you're gonna Yo, kill me. right on time. You're gonna kill me. First poop to the kick into the cushion. The quarterback is toast. Uh, it felt like a girl just a fat bitch just sat on my chest. Uh, you aspire to me to be as real and uncut as you as you. And he put in parentheses, blue magic. All right, like Pepsi. That's a brand name. And they know that, even if they don't know me anymore than the manner of General Mills. Uh I'm new to the podcast scene, and I'm glad that you guys are one of the first I listen to. And with any great show, I love how, because I pooed it, nigga, you lean back in your yeah, chair. Yeah, I'm trying to get away from it. Oh, man, you fucking pussy. I hope it's heavy. I hope it just stays right there with nigga, you. Nigga, ingest that napalm bomb. Uh, no, thank you. Um, I'm that you guys are the first I listen to. And with any great show, you have to start at the beginning, which I have. This message might be a long one, so I apologize for that. For that right now. Now, before I finish reading this, let me just say to anybody new listening to the podcast, if you guys are going to binge listen, start from episode one and go in the right chronicle or order. Uh, because when you listen out of place, you, you're going to it's all you're going to miss things. There's callbacks. There's certain things that have been said. And it, it, when you, it's like watching a good television series. You can't watch The Sopranos or The Wire or Power out of order. You got to watch it from the beginning all the way up so that you get later things as they come into you later, but from before, if that makes sense. Don't listen out of order. Read the whole goddamn book. Like that one right there. You won't know what that means until you hear it right. Well, since this guy's already mad at me, too, if you don't have to put this might be a long email when you know fucking good and well, well he's it's just, a long-ass But email. no, he's just saying that because to prepare me yeah. to be ready to read this. Well, you can see it. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Andy, I could, you already, uh-huh. All right, here we go. <clears throat> so just so you know a little bit of who I am, I'm a 31-year-old Mexican who immigrated uh, to this country as a child, and I'm happy to say I'm a United States citizen since 2014. My parents Im- immigrated to this country with the hopes and dreams of giving me the opportunity for a better life, which they did. I lived in Mexico, and I am grateful for these opportunities I have I've had here. That being said, it was not an easy journey for my parents or me coming into a new country with nothing but the clothes on their back. Okay, so I've been binge listening to your podcast all week and made it to episode 43. He puts in parentheses, deep breath. Okay, I'm sick and tired of Andy. 
Since you didn't identify yourself as a Mexican, Mexican and cannot understand us as people that have been demonized by Darth Vader Trump, just shut the fuck up and stay in your lane defending white people. So you had a shitty childhood and you didn't know where you belong. Boo fucking who? Grow up. It's pathetic that you grew up in a Mexican household and can't speak Spanish. Shut the fuck up with all your because naive bullshit. Stop with the quotes. I bet you have a book full of Trump quotes. Just admit you voted for him. To sum this rant up, you can't look at it from a Mexican's perspective since you're not Mexican. Age has nothing to do with being racist. You've never been in a situation where you feel and see people look at you different and act different towards you because of the word words Donald Trump has said relating to Mexicans. White Americans are blind to and embellish these over-exaggerated social political issues. I don't understand how you, Mr. Steinberg, with having a Mexican mom, a Jewish dad, an Italian step, better dad, that you decided to identify yourself as a white person. With all the beautiful culture you have in you, you could so much you could be so much cooler than a regular white guy. That being said, I will continue to listen to you guys because you are hilarious. With Andy, which I'm sure he has. Uh, wait, 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 oh, wait, hilarious. With Hope Spears can talk some sense into Andy, which I'm sure he has. I've never been to a live comedy show, but I am making it my mission to see you guys first. Let me know when you guys are in Northern California. Keep doing what you do. Love and respect. Hugo. So where do, you, where do you want me to start with you? Motherfucker, you shit. One, I'm already cooler than the average white dude. Uh, so Play that fucking <laughs> music, white boy. Um, I, I'm not disagreeing um, with anything that you felt at all. Because you should feel the way that you feel. Um, but there's some things that you said wrong. I never said that I accepted that I'm white. I know what I am. And I never said that I identify as being white because I know what has happened in my past. and I know how uh, I was raised. My thing is I live in a white America and I get treated because I don't necessarily. And I believe he's come to the show now. Did he come to the I show? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I. Uh, I just walk through America, man. And here's the here's where, where you said you said you don't identify as Mexican. Number one. When you talk about speaking Spanish, brother, there is nothing I wish more than I would have learned how to speak Spanish. I did when I was little. I spoke up till I was five. My mom moved with my with her the new husband, and we moved to a white area, a real white area. And uh, I didn't hear Spanish. I only heard it when my mom talked to my grandma on the other side of the phone, and so I lost it. And I, it's one of the most disappointing things to me that I don't speak Spanish. I wish I did. Well, well let me stop you right there. But knowing what you know now. And knowing that you say you wish you could, why don't you? you, you I, I actually, always, no, I actually always. started. I actually started. Really? Yeah, really. I with, really like, have. With that Rosetta Stone or some shit? I, I, I just bought some translation stuff so that I can start a little stuff on my own. I don't know if I'm going to do the Rosetta Stone because someone told me it wasn't as good as they say. Right. Um, I talked to my mom the other day about speaking in Spanish to her on the phone until I can start picking up some better things. I, I But as far as you go saying that you're from Mexico and you speak Spanish, that you immigrated here when you were little, uh, that makes sense. You speak Spanish. How many people in L.A. that are Mexican that identify as being Mexican don't speak Spanish in L.A.? Well, we would, who would notice that on that? I don't know. I just know a lot of them. 
I know a lot of them personally. I know my family who lives in L.A. that doesn't speak Spanish. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it was something that honestly, culturally, I do know that a lot of Hispanics, Mexicans, I'm going to put it right on Mexicans, that lived in Arizona uh, didn't really want their kids speaking Spanish because they wanted them to, to melt, to do the American way and become American, Americanized. Right. I, and I don't know if that's some of the culture. And I know that there is some, I know that's a problem because there's some shame in the Mexican culture. And I don't understand that at all because it is a great culture. It really is. But what you're saying about me, I, I just was able to walk through life differently than some people. But I have experienced, uh, um, I don't experience racism on a daily basis where people who look Hispanic or people that are black or people that are Asian, whatever it is that stands out that you're in an area that you experience it every day because you wear that suit. I don't, I did. I walked through America pretty breezy. Um, but I do know who I am. So, you know, that, that's, and who are you? Let me, let me, let me put you on the spot. Okay. And I'm going to, yeah, I was going to put you on the spot. Are you white or are you Mexican? I'm American. Ah. No, man. I know you're going to say you, no, 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 no. I'm, t- no. I'm not me. I'm telling you right now. I know. What you I just know. Did. That's where the Mexicans, Mexicans are going. Fucking vato. Like, like you, you no. just, you just. I'm American. Now, if if somebody would have asked me, yo, what are you, yo? Are you black? Like, well, I can't. That's different. I'm black. There's no getting. There's no getting that. away around that. But but I wouldn't go. To, if I were to go, hey man, I'm not black. I'm American. That's the same as I'm not black. I'm OJ. Oh, that's what OJ said, basically. Right. So you you cannot just go. You can maybe you can. Well, no, I don't know. I can't just go. I'm American. No, no, nigga. I'm black, but I'm also American. But I'm black first. I, I get what you're saying. Culturally, I was raised in a, in, in a Mexican household. I understand the culture. But if you but, were but, but do I, I don't speak Spanish. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to speak Spanish to feel like you're Spanish. But if you were filling out a, a piece of paper and it said, check who you are, white or Mexican, what are you checking? They usually have a box that says white, African-American, anything besides. But notice yeah. the African comes before the American. It does, too, and Mexican-American, too. But now it doesn't say that. It says Hispanic because they want to include all. Okay, all, all so white, Hispanic. I checked the Hispanic box. There's a reason why, though. Okay. It depends on what it is, but there's a reason why. And this is where people, I, I really think people need to understand who they are. As in this country, um, I check Hispanic, may, not for any other reason, but that I have Hispanic DNA. And if there's a medical situation, I want them to know what my, my background is. That's all. Do you do anything in your life at all to celebrate be involved with identify do anything that is remotely mexican what and what okay let me ask you this question what is that i'm not mexican so i don't know okay what do you do besides being black that you do that makes you black um my swagger uh, okay, tell me about Mexican swagger then. What's I'm not Mexican. I can't speak on Mexican. You see swagger. Mexicans. You live the way, in L.A. The way, the, what? Way, the way niggas, well, look, the way niggas hang out with each other when we at the barbershop, the way we talk. You know, we go sometimes go certain places for our food, soul food places. You know, uh, when we hang out together, play spades, play dominoes, shoot dice. Um, 
you know, hoop, nigga shit. You know, we just hang out, we do nigga shit. Hang out on the corner, talk shit. Um, listen, man, since I've come into a different tax bracket, uh, I don't hang with niggas the way I used to. And, and most of my niggas uh, have leveled off and have grown up and matured and, and, and lived different lives. Uh, so I, I'm not per se, I'm not in the hood, nigga, where the danger is. I, I, I have a lawn in a backyard, uh, and I have neighbors who are white. Uh, so my heart and soul still identifies with the ghetto, even though I'm not in the ghetto. Um, you know, a lot of the shit that niggas do that, that define us as niggas, uh, there's a lot of street shit and and I'm, I, I don't, I don't be in the streets like I used to be. Um, so there that is. But I'm just saying, I don't know what really, like, I can't tell you what's a Mexican thing that Mexicans do. You know, like, what, 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 what kind of, what, 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 hanging out with a, with a bunch of Mexicans, what's something culturally that they do where you go, a Mexican go, that's Mexican shit. My I don't old, know what that is. In my old neighborhood, in my old neighborhood where my grandmother grew up, where right. I grew up as a little kid, yeah, they drank beer on a sofa on the front porch. That's just some poverty shit? Well, since it was a Mexican neighborhood and that's what was around me, it was it was Mexican shit. Like sometimes when I hear, I don't, I want to say a Mexican party, but like when I hear that Mexican music with them mariachi music, not mariachi, but I can't even imitate it. But you know, like they have like parties and shit where they had them. I, I, I don't know how to describe this. But like a Mexican party or something where like do you hang out with other Mexicans that are where you go, this is some real cultural Mexican shit. There's Mexican music being played, Mexican food is being cooked. You know, it's just nothing but Mexicans and they doing Mexican shit. You don't do any of that kind of stuff, do you? No, I don't really do stuff with anybody and any kind of stuff that way. But when I'm with my family, when I'm around my family, yeah, we do. But it's not any more Mexican than anybody else living in Tucson. I wish we could have a real live Mexican Right but now. when you say Mexican, here's my question that you yeah. that's getting missed. The gentleman who wrote that letter, which I do appreciate because I and, and I've talked about this a little bit. I don't know if you have heard this episode, but I actually feel uh, devoid of my Mexican culture. And I've already talked to Aries about this. I'm going to start going on to, when I'm on the road with him looking for the Mexican culture in that city and uh, the Mexican neighborhood or the Mexican community that's in there. Because like I said, even going to Atlanta, I had no idea that there was a huge Mexican community there. So I think it's very interesting and I need to reassociate my place with so my you, place. You want to go on some journeys. Yeah. I want to understand it because I, honestly, since I, when, when I lived in Tucson, it was, uh, I grew up, I grew up, Guys, I mean, I got to be really honest. I, I guess I'm white. I'm, it's the only way that I could put it is that I grew up way, when my mom moved. We grew up in by the Air Force Base. There was Mexicans there, but my mom associated with my dad's friends, but which you, were but, all Italian. But, but do you, you kind of understand how? I don't want to use the word crazy, but when you go, I'm white. It's almost like you're denouncing. I'm you're not white denouncing and it. Mexican, I'm so not denouncing I, it. I know, but you're white and Mexican. So why, when you go, I'm white? Be, do you see how be, it sounds? No, because I look at it how it is. I live in a country that has been pretty. When you when you you either at this point in this country, you either uh, white, 
honestly, or you're black, or you're some form of Hispanic, and then right. there's the, the 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 Asian community. We're gonna leave. We got to leave a little room for the Asians in this community. Mm. But I I don't do what when you're saying that my culturally I have become homogenized. I have been brought into American culture, and I don't do a lot of the things. Uh, I mean, but when you say that, what it is, if you grew up in it, I don't know that I can describe what it is. I don't know how to describe how I grew up because I didn't grow up with one. Uh, some some years I went and, and for Christmas, uh, I would go to my my dad's uh, family's house and they were Italian and it was very uh, and she was uh, the grandmother was northern Italian. So it was a lot of seafood. Not so much pasta, a little different kind of uh, right. um, Christmases. Other times I'd go to my my grandmother's house, and that was a different kind of Christmas. It was right. it was more, and it was a lot more family, a lot more family bonding. And uh, I don't know. And then uh, sometimes I'd I'd hang out with my my father, and we didn't do Christmas. We 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 really didn't do Hanukkah either. There wasn't. I did one Hanukkah with my with my grandparents. And, and for the record, let's just make sure we have it documented. You didn't vote for Trump, did you? No. Okay. So he didn't vote for Trump, Hugo. Uh, and, 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 and if you would listen to me, I'm not for Trump. But if you have been paying attention a little bit lately, what I said was there's no reason to take him down by misquoting him. He will take himself down on his own. And this way, it's all about what he did. And that other side can't say that he was taken down because... For no reason or try to defend him. Look at what he's doing. He keeps putting out more and more statements that are his that are doing him in. That's what I said. And in fairness to you, I have to admit, because uh, when you said that early on and you said that a long time ago in the beginning, that's why, again, people, I emphasize you to go in chronological order. And when you binge, because start from one and binge all the way up. Don't start because you'll understand that when you first said that early on, he'll take himself down. I would have been, and I think I was, one of the first people to go, no, he's the Teflon Don. He's the Teflon president. Nothing this motherfucker is continuously does is taking him down. But it looks like impeachment is going to happen. We're on the road to impeachment. And they said that it could be done before 2020. So with the Ukraine thing, with the Russia thing, you might be right. He is taking himself down. Because he can't stop from saying shit. He has to say something, number one. Number two, the other reason is because if you when – we, when people were out misquoting and then using that in the media – there was a strong defense for him from people going, no, they're, they're trying to take him down. They're trying to – when you just use his own words – and you look at now over 60% of the country's for an impeachment hearing, that's a completely different world than when we started off this podcast two years ago. Right. So that's, that's all I meant by it. I'm not... It's funny because we get some letters too. People think that, I, that I'm, like, I, I'm on this side. I'm really on a side that's in the middle that I want to be able to be able to look at both sides and pick and choose what I think is right for the people not only in my life but the people that I see in this country. I want to be able to pick and choose because both sides actually have good ideas and I go back to what I'm saying. They're not for us either side. I know that there's Democrats and Republicans that are saying, "No, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican. This is who this is and this is who that is." Believe me, they're for themselves. 
That's a whole political agenda. And if you think that Washington, D.C. has your best interest as a single human being, you're completely wrong. And if you think the Democratic Party or the Republican Party has your side 100% the way that you feel about everything, you're wrong. Yeah. You got you got to be able to look because there are people that want to do good, whether they're on the side that you consider bad people or not. Now, anybody who's sticking up for Trump at this point and doesn't want to go forward and do these hearings, don't vote. Vote. Get people to run against these people so that we can put regular people in office that we think that might actually make a change. But well, that's I'll not tell you change. this. I'll tell you this. If if he and again they said they're you know they're on the road to impeachment. But it's not a, you know, we don't know that it's 100% guaranteed. If for some reason this falls apart and he doesn't get impeached and he gets a second term, everything that I tried to hold on to in terms of belief, be it God, be it good, be it morally right, done. Whatever little flicker of a flame that I have called hope for God and humanity and all things gone will be a strong wind going gone. Yeah, it, be- because it, what this says is, and, 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 you, you can keep telling me about karma. You can keep trying to tell me about God don't like ugly. You can try to put whatever spin on this shit you want. This will prove to me without a shadow of a doubt there is no God. There's no such thing as karma. Shit is random. And what happens, happens. Sometimes it works in your favor. Sometimes you get the short end of the stick. Sometimes you just get fucked. And there is no justice. All you can do is hope that you don't get the short end of the stick and that you get lucky from time to time. Is that where you're going to land that? For me, yeah. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if they will be able to take him out of office. I really don't. He, he is pretty good, but he's not going to have strength, and I don't think that he can go into this election, even as bad as the Democratic uh, candidates are. I don't. I just think that it's too divisive. I think too many people will come out to get rid of him. I, don't, I, I, I used to think he was going to get a second term, but I don't think so now. You really don't think so? No, I don't. I think it's too divided. I think it's too divided, but the people that are, that will come out, I think will take it over. And I think there's enough of people that just can't stand him. Um, and it would be, the, it would be, I don't even care if you are a Donald Trump fan, if you like what he's done economically, if you're not, he's a bad look as our representative around the world. Well, it won't be the first time we've had bad looks. Yeah, but this is a really, this is, this is a really... I mean, he. There's no way that anyone who even supports him can say that he comes off intelligent when he speaks. It's not just a bad look where his policy might not be what you agree with. He's a bad look of making us look like we could end the world. Yeah. Um, Follow up email from Hugo. Holy shit! You replied back. Surreal, starstruck moment right now. Apologies about the light printed text. Not sure what happened here. There. And Bakersfield is the city that divides Northern and Southern California. I live near Stockton. Love the show, man. You guys uh, got a couple of, I, I love the show, man, and got a couple of my friends to check you guys out too. Trying to sp- spread the word. 
I've been listening to more episodes and looks like Andy is changing his ways a little. He's a cool dude at times. You guys make a great team. Thanks again, bro. Thank you, Hugo. Uh, okay, so we listened to some more episodes. I haven't changed. I have been exactly the same person I, I was, but maybe a trigger word or something. Well, getting back to Hugo, though, dude, I really do understand your frustration with me about my own heritage because I'm frustrated with it myself. And it's something that I want to investigate more on. But when you say, what is it to be Mexican in this country? Are you talking about a Mexican-American? I feel is like so embedded in this country that it is part of the fabric. And that's why I can't say what it is. I mean, drinking, like, I think it's funny when you see, like, people drinking at the bars, uh, Coors, uh, not, I mean, uh, like, Coronas, and that's Mexican and doing mm-hmm. talk. Mexicans drink Bud Light. I mean, it, we don't get, we're, we're, Amer- the Mexican American community is pretty Americanized. Culturally, we're afraid. I shouldn't say afraid. You see my face? Now, we are afraid, though. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it the way I want to say it. Wait, hold on. Oh, Oh, that's fucking terrible. The cushion number two. The quarterback is toast. I'm afraid that you're going to fucking send me out of my own room here. But I think the the community doesn't trust. And we kind of talked about this on. I don't know if we released that yet. What? The podcast could could slavery slavery ever come back. Did we release that one? Okay. Um. You know, we're, we don't want to be treated. We don't want to go backwards either in this country. Uh, and I and the rhetoric that he has, the way that it's portrayed. But I, I do still blame. I do blame the press also for making it even worse. But this is uh, as feeling as, as Hispanic as I can for like what I remember as a child growing up and my mom's fears. Um, he doesn't, when I hear him speak now, he rings some of those fears that my mom spoke of when I was younger. How's that sound? Does that make sense? That's what I, I, why someone like Donald Trump is a problem. But as far as being Mexican in this country, dude, I just, I'm just do the same stuff I do anyway. I just know that people don't identify me as Hispanic when they look at me. When if they you, see me. if you were a boxer and you were walking to the ring, which, what flag would you have draped over your shoulders? The American flag. Run, do I would do uh, uh, Apollo shorts? I I like the I like the American print, the American flag print. So you wouldn't have the Mexican flag? No. Why would I? I'm not Mexican. I was born in this country. Jamie at, Diaz. At best, I could be Mexican American. At best, but I don't even like that title. You like American? No, I don't like. I I think we should be like when you say American, it should be American Mexican. It should be uh, American Mexican. American Mexican. Why not Mexican American? Because we were born in this country. We're supposed to be together. This this is supposed to be our tribe, the American tribe. We're supposed to be together. But you're Mexican. But no. But I was. I'm a born in this country. What if if Mexico and America? Okay. Okay. This would be my my. I, I don't want to be called American African. You want to be called African American? Yeah, I'm black first. But are are you African? I mean, I know your your heritage is African, right? But, but you grew up in this country. What, okay. do, what do you do that's extremely African? A nigga, live and try to survive in no, this. No, 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 no. No. What do you do that's African? You do an African African. Well, you just said you identify African American. African in terms of blackness. Blackness. See, we're we're talking in two different yes tunnels. We, we are. Because you, I'm talking about what we actually are, and you're and talking. What about, are we actually? American? Yeah. 
well, then tell that to the cops that's killing niggas. Well, why don't we get rid of those cops? Nah, I know. No, 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 no. Don't, that's don't, what we need to do, though. But don't erase that for the other. No, no. Tell that to the cops. Tell that to the justice system who puts niggas in jail for the same crimes as white boys with harsher terms. We should be telling it to the justice system. We should be voting people. There's a lot of things we should be but doing, we should, we, but we're not. We need to be. So until we do, if the, if, if the justice system and the cops are going to remind me that I'm a nigga first, then call me a nigga first. Call me black American. Since you're going to remind me that I'm black, call me black American. I would go with black American. when When you treat me like a real American, then you can call me American black or whatever. Okay. I would go with that. I would go with what you're saying. But when you say Mexican American, Mexico is first. If there's a war right now that breaks out between Mexico and the United States, where, what side are you fighting on? You have to fight. There's no, there's no army. I can't speak for Mexicans. What? I can't speak for Mexicans, nigga. Well, but if they're Mexican, they should they should uh, they should go fight for Mexico. If they're American, they should fight for America. I don't understand how we can be in a country, but we want to put our where we came from as our first priority. Because America puts brown people where they came from as their first we priority. We need to change that. Okay. Well, and how do you change that? Do you change it by by taking up a stand for where you came from or for changing where you are? Have some pride in yourself. Arthur. Well, you don't think that AOC uh, is doing, is changing America? Do you don't think that her, she's Puerto Rican, but you don't think she's changing? Who's that AOC? Uh, I, don't even, I don't even know how to say her name right now. Uh, uh, Corte. Uh, shit, I don't even know what... She's Hispanic? She's uh, Puerto Rican, I believe. And you don't even know the bitch's name. And you're Hispanic. Fuck, I don't, I don't know her name. That's a goddamn shame. I do. I call her AOC all the time. That's what, what the she, bitch's that's what name? Go. AOC, that's what she goes by. Nah, nigga, you should know her name. Oh, watch, God. Watch, you know how I know that it's... Don't, don't do it again. Are you going to do it oh, again? No, no, that was a false alarm. I know this is how well I know that everybody knows her as AOC because when you type in AOC, her name will come up. Sherman. There it is. My God damn. I'm having an accident. God damn. Sherman, you need to stop finding that pillowcase, Sherman. And the last time I remember he fought in a pillowcase, he blew a hole in the couch. Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. Okay. She, she is changing America. What's she doing? She's a senator. Or congresswoman, congresswoman, sorry. What what specifically is she doing? She's voting the way that we need to vote to make our country better. She's getting people to follow through. This is the first, this this woman right here, which I don't think she's ready, but she could actually be the first female president. Why do you think she's ready? Really young. Was Trump ready? No. But he is. I don't want him there. Did you want him there? Fuck. We, again, we know what we want. We know what we need. We know what we should have. Let's deal with the reality. If Trump ain't been ready, and he is, why can't she be? She. Could, I said I don't think that she's ready. I would like to wait her to be another uh, term in Congress. Fuck that. So if we could put her in right now she's and too, get him out. I don't think she's old enough. So if we could put him in right now. I don't think she's old enough. It's she's, really a technicality like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, re- I really believe she's not old enough. And uh, oh. she, she might be on the next election, not this 2020, but on the next one, she might be. I think she's old enough. But I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I want, if it's a, for like, like we said with Barack, he came in, he did, he did what he was supposed to do, he did a great job. Uh, was he my favorite president? No, but did, did he represent for black America? Yes, he did. 
And he represented really well. Did he represent for white America? Really well. He represented for all of America because he's an American. But what I'm saying is he did a great job. For a woman, I hope that whoever comes in there does a great job, runs through a whole, uh, can do an eight years without major uh, um, backlash from mistakes that were made somewhere along the line. When, not like, a, like Bill Clinton got away with everything. He, he had, uh, what are those things called? Uh, when you fuck up? Uh, I don't know why I can't remember words today. When you fuck up. Yeah, when you make a mistake and then they mistakes. Yeah, but it's not called a mistake. Whatever it's called in their uh, in their presidency. But Obama didn't have a catastrophe once. Catastrophe. Cata- catastrophe. Suffering succotashes. Yeah. Nigga, catastrophe. I'm using bad words today. Oh my God, you you're more Mexican than you think. I don't think that's. Uh, I think I was trying to do Hebrew. Okay. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Jamie Diaz, loving the podcast. Hello, Aries and Andy. Just wanted to say I'm loving the podcast. I'm driving three hours to see you guys in Sacramento. Catching up on the podcast. Keep doing what you guys are doing. You're great. Hope all is well. Thank you, Jamie. It's beautiful, sweetie. Uh, Farrah Wright. I think this is the only other one I have. I might have one more. But, oh, uh, no, shit. Ooh, pardon me. Damn. Uh, have a couple. Fuck. What the fuck was I thinking? Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, JT Merrick. Uh, love the podcast. You and Andy are dope. This might be long, so if you read on air, cut and edit accordingly. I recently went on a trip and had the privilege of standing on the Rosa Parks bus at the Henry Ford Museum. In that moment, as a white man, almost came to tears. Knowing what power that seat and that woman had. It also happened when I visited Little Rock Central in my home state of Arkansas. I have never gotten that feeling at any other historic sites that I've been to before those encounters or since. Or since. He spelled, oh, since. Since. Nigga, you spelled it S E N S E. And it's N I N C E, right? Since? Yeah. I think, yeah. Come on, white guy. You gotta do better than this. But this being my first time emailing anyone of celeb status that I admire, such as yourself and Andy, I thought I'd share that and feel the, and I feel the exact same way about that black man who visited the White House and supports Trump in the way he does. Oh, you talking about Terrence Terrence Coon Williams? Who is that nigga on that name? That ep and the most recent one hit me hard and prompted me to send this. Much love and respect to you guys. P.S. If you need more clarification for this email to make sense, hit me up and I will try explaining my meaning again. No, nah, we don't We don't need no more clarification. We get it, baby. We love you, JT. Uh, you know. Uh, He's a try the Civil Rights Museum in Memphis. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, try that too. The Civil Rights Museum in, in Memphis. Uh, that's a very moving one too. Listen, it always... Uh, tickles my taint when uh, white people do what they're supposed to do and feel the way we need y'all to feel in terms of empathy and understanding for us los negros uh, because it, to know that you give a shit it, it, it's very moving it, it, and I'm not trying to be funny or you know whatever but I, I really do uh, it, it really does bring a, a tear to a nigga eye because uh, it shows that not all of y'all 
are, you know, what a lot of our people assume you to be um, because we see so much of your worst when we know that there's much more of your best. Um, so thank you, JT. Uh, my man, I appreciate you, baby. Um, cool. John O'Bannon, cool motherfuckers. I'm a Leroy Furious type. I love your stand-up. Your sidekick is real cool. He's talking about you, Kerr. Mm-hmm. Uh, only a nigga could know. I'm buzzed right now, but you should set up a live chat for your great show. Thank you for everything. Yeah, that's something I would like to do, John, uh, because I like that, that radio slash aspect of it where we could actually talk to people. And I think the live interaction would be cool for slicing motherfuckers up um, if, if and when we need to. Um, and again, we keep saying it, but at some point we will get this put up on YouTube for viewer pleasure. Um, but remember, we're, we're not even two years old, so we're still a small operation. But we coming. Um, we coming. Uh, let me see. William Worsley. Um, what has the right done versus the left? You might like this, Andy. Uh, what you looking for? No, just I want to make sure that we talk about something before we end. Oh, okay. Good morning, Mr. Spears. Thank you for your request for honest dialogue. I appreciate your podcast with Mr. Steinberg. I admire your gift, you gift. And as far as I'm concerned, you're on the Mount Rushmore of comedy, hands down. I like this nigga. Although I agree with you that both parties have disappointed for the most part, I believe the Republican Party is more aligned with what matters most to the average people. Uh, don't know if I like this nigga. Uh, there's always debate about who's on the plantation. The only way we're going to get off the plantation collectively is if we have the same perspective politically. I agree with that. And hold all politicians accountable to represent us, regardless of their party affiliation. Despite the hate thrown at President Trump and calling him a racist, it is undeniable that we have record historically low unemployment in our country as a result of the policies enacted under his leadership. We've also seen marginal gains in prison reform, as mentioned by Mr. Steinberg, and border reform is a no-brainer. Knowing all of this, and that not one of the current batch of Democrats would ever allow these accomplishments to continue, just on principle, because they hate President Trump. It would be insanity to vote for, to vote for any of them. I look forward to your reply. Sincerely, Will. Um, you know, Will, this is why, again, I say... I'm a fan of Bill Maher and and the show Real Time. Um, Because, again, I dabble in politics, but I don't drown in it. In other words, I could never be on his show unless we were talking about certain aspects of race. But when you get into the nitty-gritty and the nooks and the crannies of deep, deep, deep politics, that shit is as foreign to me as Arabic. Like, I, I'm not eloquent enough, I'm not educated enough, I'm not intelligent enough, and I'm not deep enough into it to where I can be in that arena and hold my ground. I'm not D.L. Hewley. Um, and I've told D.L. on many occasions, brother, I hat tip, nigga, you go on that show and you does your thing. And that's why I, I admire it, because I'm on the outside looking in. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm, I'm at the fight sitting ringside watching a fellow comedian in the ring going, I can't do that. That nigga's style, that nigga's technique, 
I can't do that. I could crowd work. I could do uh, uh, impersonations. I could talk about race. I could I could talk about you know man woman shit. Uh, I can sing a little bit. I, I can do a little bit of everything. But that's politics, and and even I I just a smidget of it. I touch on stage. I'm not a political comedian. I'm not Bill Maher. I can't do an hour and a half of straight politics. I'm not Argus Hamilton, uh, who 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 you know was a comedy store staple from back in the day, and who who was who was the first political comedian I've ever seen. So I'm saying all that to say, for me to disagree with you, which I do disagree with you about uh, 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 the, the the unemployment factor. A lot of that came off the coattails of what Obama had already accomplished. So, yeah, did Trump take some things and maybe move it here and move it there a little bit? Yeah, but most of the work was already done. The foundation had been laid. As far as the prison reform and some of that other stuff, again, this is where politically I don't have enough knowledge. But I know that there's more to that than that in, in, in the sense that and, and again, coming from a con man, I don't know what all is done with the right intentions. You know, again, I look at it like him bringing black people to the East Room of the White House and to show, hey, I like niggas. Look, fuck all that. What have you really done? You know what I'm saying? Don't give me a photo op. Don't give me smoke and mirrors. And I think a lot of what he's done has been smoke and mirrors to try to appease niggas when yet some of his words and actions have done the exact opposite. But I don't have that information. Like, again, Bill Maher has a segment he does on his show, a comedy segment, when he goes, I don't know for sure, but I know I'm not wrong. I, in that vein, I, that's what, I wish I was equipped with the answers. I know that there are people out there who are equipped with the answers. I, 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 I don't, to me, it's smoke and mirrors. It really is. That's almost like, uh, I forget which episode it was, but on one of our podcast episodes, we aired the actual clip of Mitch McCullough talking about why he didn't think reparations was a good idea. Then we followed it up with a clip from a very eloquent, educated brother who broke down why it was necessary. And the roles that and the benefits that white Americans have 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 gotten off the backs of slavery and 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 the and the and the and the privileges that they enjoy because of slavery. But this brother was equipped with knowledge, facts, the proper way to word things to where I went, yeah, nigga, get him. But but I but without having to hear him do all that, I knew what Mitch McCollum was saying was bullshit. But again. I'm not always, nigga, I put in the couch cushions, nigga. I, I, so I can't, you know what I mean? I'm not at the library studying this shit where niggas are. But I know my spidey sense tells me, man, fuck that. Trump is on some bullshit. Don't fuck the photo ops. Fuck Terrence Williams. Fuck them cool niggas he keeps with him to try to show us, I like niggas. Fuck that. So was that a giant fuck that to all that? Yeah, to, to, to an extent. What about the Republican Party? What he said, their, the views line up. Bullshit. Bu bullshit. Why? Both of them are fucked up. Both of them are fucked Both up. Both of them are fucked up. Both of them try to throw niggas crumbs to, to get niggas to go, hey, one is better than the other. But at the end of the day, they're all fucked up. That's why, again, I go back to call me black American first. 
I think black American's fine. I like it better than African American. Why? Because we're not African? No, because... We are not African. Don't you think that there should be a separation of actually people who came over here not on their own will to come to work in this country as slaves to build this country? Listen, I, I, I realize how African I'm not and don't want to be when I go to Africa. Okay. But also... Because when you go to Africa... And listen, there's some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful parts of Africa. But when they tell you there are certain places that women shouldn't go in broad daylight and crowds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud to be an American. Yes, nigga. <laughs> do not, if you are a woman, do not go to the marketplace in the day with a lot of people around. They will rape you in the open. I just think that... The, Give me the pussy. If you don't want to buy the beads, you got to give me the pussy. Yeah. You, you, you either give me the pussy or you, or you buy the beads. And I will, I will take the booty right here in the open. The only witness that will see you are the other 300 people and the lion. I will take the booty from you, you American bitch. Go ahead. I just think that there's a certain amount of uh, difference it should be given to people who built this country than people who come over here now. So if you came over here, if your family heritage and roots are, are from slavery, and like I said, you were... You were but when you say came over, you say Stolen. That like, okay, say that. Because you act like niggas went, when's the next ship leaving to America? I'm getting out of here. Where's the next ship? Nigga, we, were, we didn't stolen, come. We but, stolen. Yeah, but I'm just saying you're here. Oh. Dude. The quarterback is toast. Go ahead. Okay, so come over here, stolen, right. removed of your culture, removed of your history. It was hard to pass that down because of how it would be, how it had been done. Um, you were rerooted and reborn. You are almost as indigenous to this country uh, as as the uh, First Nations, the Native American people, because you you were regrown here. So I think there's I think that that comes different than. People who move here from Africa now. I think there's there's a, there's definitely a debt that's owed to uh, to that category, that group of people. Right. So that was all. Matthew Riggins, what's happening, baby? Um, we know you, Matthew. Bruh, and he put in caps. Great episodes one fifteen and one sixteen. Even though you put me in a mood. I ain't want to be in with that conspiracy shit. It really does make you think, but fuck that. Now all caps. The funniest part about the podcast is when hearing you read an email, when you are done, I can hear you crumple the paper up and toss it in the trash. That shit is hilarious to me. And Andy, what up? You Rick Rubin looking pedantic acting son of a gun. I won't call your mom the B word. You my dog. And Aries, that tampon commercial lets me know the end of the world as we know it is there. Peace, my nickels. Yeah, the only reason why you don't hear me ripping it up now is because I'm reading it off my phone because I didn't get them printed up. Uh, so since I know that's something that you like, I will put that back on the motherfucking menu, nigga. Hey, I, 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 I Where's Michael Winslow when you need him? 
I was just happy someone was okay with me. Okay. There's a lot of motherfuckers that love you, nigga. Just don't be pedantic. <laughs> um, Leroy Furious. I'm Leroy Furious, and I'm still alive. Terrence Williams is lost because he never felt the warmth of a black mother's love. He never could have possibly played catch with his black father. There's a whole lot of niggas that don't play catch with their black fathers because them niggas ain't around. And he obviously never got a golden piece of black pussy. This is why I love Leroy. Nigga, get off your phone. Pay attention. I'm listening. I'm laughing. No, fuck that, though. I want your insight. You got to be fucking, when you hear something, nigga, you got, what if I say something that sparks something, but you reading, you're going to be, you're, just gonna th- you're not going to be on wavelength, nigga. <sighs> uh, this, this is very Leroy S too. Never got a golden piece of black pussy. Only you could do that, Leroy. God, he never got a piece of that golden black pussy. He, and he's so young, this dude. Yes, he is. And he has such a flavor of a. Yeah. Of an older, more more savvy, older gentleman. They did one they did one James Bond, Sean Connery movie where the story was about him fucking with niggas. Yafit Koto was in it. And he I, I don't know if Yafit was the main nemesis, but it was almost like a special James Bond where the villain was black. He was on some island and it was all niggas. He even fucked a black woman. Uh, that this feels like a James Bond episode, golden piece of black pussy. Uh, golden piece of black pussy. Uh, here, I want to get a golden piece of black pussy. That's my fucking weak <laughs> Golden piece of black pussy. Uh, he's a young Uncle Ruckus. You can't save or change that. But anyway. Yes, I'm still alive. I have an Instagram at Leroy Furious. I look like a regular 26-year-old. I do stand-up comedy in D.C. I listen to every episode of the podcast. I just don't email because I'd rather listen and learn than speak often. My dick is only good enough to be on bangbrothers.com, not blackraw.com. What's the difference? (laughs) I don't know, but... I like bangbrothers.com. It's pretty I know funny. Bang Brothers. Yeah. What's black com? It's got to be a dick thing. Like one is humongous dicks and the other is just regular nigga dicks. <laughs> Damn. Shit. I'm going to have to look that up. Don't get on your phone now. I'll start bitching about it. Oh, okay. If you make shirts with my name on it, I need a nice cut and I'm still using the name in the future. I made two weird short films on YouTube called Leroy Furious, the Bolivian Ninja, and Leroy Furious, the Scandinavian <laughs> Assassin. Both sound like porn to me, nigga. Uh, I'm a weird dude from the suburbs that loves to speak honestly, and I enjoy life and women. All right. Well, listen here, nigga. Um, as far as a cut goes, uh, if, in fact, we do make product, uh, we'll talk about it. Um might give you some stage time. Uh, I, got, I, got a, I got a Jewish team uh, I got to fuck with uh, to figure all that out. So, Leroy Furious. Appreciate it, nigga. Um, yeah, put your dick on the table then. Golden black, golden black pussy. Yeah, check out Leroy Furious. He is Instagram. the man. The man with the golden touch. Golden black pusher. I love that. 
Um, Guys, got to check out his uh, Instagram though, Leroy. Fieri's. Have you checked it out? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, he's a, well, he has a lot of content. Oh, uh, okay. He has a lot of content. Yeah, he keeps putting stuff out. He puts stuff out every day. Stand up wise. Um. Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily stand up. Just things that he's doing in the day. But it's good. Right. I was just surprised how young he was. Okay. Devon McGee. What up, Aries? This is Dev. I just want to say that I appreciate you reading my emails on the podcast. That's real shit, and I fucks with you heavy. In one of the episodes, you mentioned how the WNBA might be put in the new NBA 2K game. You had hella jokes about that, and I just about died laughing at it. But my question is, how do you feel about the WNBA? Oh, shit. I personally don't have anything against it, but I do feel that when it comes to the WNBA, that not even females support their own cause. I have yet to see any female wearing an NBA w, a WNBA jersey. Good point, because I've never seen it, or any WNBA sneakers. I honestly don't even know of a female that watches the WA, WNBA on TV. That's because most females tr- be trying to compete with niggas, so they want to watch the fucking with men, so they want to watch the men. I'm just curious to know what you think. Keep killing them, and P.S., you got to do the Taken scene with the Morgan Freeman voice. I don't do a good Morgan Freeman, man. Uh, I play around with it, but I really don't. I really don't do a good Morgan Freeman. Um, ooh. The quarterback is toast. With every poot, I lose soul and energy. <laughs> that's, why, that's why in the beginning it was vibrant. The quarterback is toast. The quarterback. And then by now, I'm just. My next one is just be dead. Try to try it as uh, as uh, Morgan Freeman. What the quarterback is toast? Yeah. <laughs> ah, the quarterback is toast. <laughs> <laughs> and as in toast, I mean the breakfast grain that you eat every morning with your eggs and your bacon. Um, dude, that one smelled. No. Yeah. Right now. You just got it right now. Oh shit. No, nigga, I don't smell it. Lucky you. Oh, shit. Uh, Fuck. No, dude, you're exaggerating. No, I'm not. That did have some moisture on it. <laughs> did you hear the flap? <laughs> it sounded like a wet, broken twig. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to read this last one, which is pretty goddamn long. Uh, this is from a woman. Farrah Wright. Juice Theory. I think she's talking about OJ. Hi, me again on my bullshit. Been listening to your podcast per usual, and be- below are my are a few thoughts. Justin Timberlake, Mr. Insync, Mr. Sexy Back, Mr. Culture Vulture. This fool has been running amok for decades, and unfortunately, I, par- I partially blame the black community for letting it ride. JT went solo, grabbed Miss New Masculinity. That's hilarious. Pharrell. Oh, and what up with that shit? See new Pharrell magazine cover of him wearing the bed comforter. What the fuck was wrong with the original regular masculinity? Not a goddamn thing, Farrah. And I'm glad to hear you say that. I wish more women would come out the woodwork and said, we miss manhood. We want old caveman manhood. Come up to us, club us over the dome, and drag us back to the bedroom where we belong by our fucking hair. 
I like you just made the whole other side's point just in that whole statement. It's great. Which part? The feminist point. That's how yeah. men. That's how men, th- that's how men think. Come on, grab, fucking grab you by your tits and drag you. Damn it. Um. And JT blows the fuck up. Cut to the Super Bowl halftime show. The beloved Janet Demita, Joe Jackson, put in caps, talented, Rhythm Nation, top 20 albums of all time, and most unproblematic, Jackson. He rips the sticker, revealing the big and evil black female nipple. Then America proceeds to lose its shit, its literal shit. They destroyed this woman's career over a titty when there are men playing in the NFL that murdered people. Meanwhile, ex ramen noodle hair Jay Lakes feels zero blowback. In fact, motherfucker blows up more and just continues to get richer, profiting off of black culture with hit after hit after hit. Not once does he use his platform to support or stand up for an issue in the black community, a community that accepted him with open arms even after he left Janet to burn on the white media cross. Then he decides to go into the woods, man of the woods. He pretty much decided he was done profiting off black culture and wanted some of that white folk money, that country money. So he pulls an MC, Miley Cyrus, and puts on the flannel and spits out a shit album. At the same time, he gets into some online beef with some dude who pretty much calls him out for culture vulturing. And he responds with, oh, little one who can't see that we are all the same. Some bullshit. I see no colors-esque comment that further proves he don't give two fucks about anything prevalent in the black community. Speed forward to now, he is teasing music with the new industry backed and push black popular puppet slash stereotype of the year, Lizzo. Look like she is talented. Look, well, Lizzo, look, she is a talented flute player and she has way more money than I have than I have ever had, but bitch is unhealthy. Don't nobody think that is cute, and she is advertising is future heart problems and high cholesterol and sleep apnea. Anyway, he's teasing music with her, meaning my Woodsy's man bullshit didn't work, so I'm back, black people. Did you miss me? No, bitch, take your AO technology. I want to be country, but still make that money, that black money ass back in the woods with Jesse... Jesse Bills and your baby. Uh, Joe Budden tried to take it there and criticize JT for using black community, but his counterparts pretty much forced him into the PC lane. In conclusion, and on behalf of Penny from Good Times, Demita Joe, Miss Jackson, if you nasty, fuck Justin Timberlake. Oh, and didn't he insult Prince? Double fuck Justin Timberlake. Now, there's three parts to her email. This is the first part. Listen, I, it's historically, White people have always taken black culture and tried to popularize it and claim it as their own. That's nothing new. Um, I remember we played that that great clip when uh, from after we played the clip the clip about Farrakhan and Mike Wallace going at it. We played that great clip about Ray Charles basically saying "fuck Elvis Presley." Don't impress me. You know, hip swiveling. That's something niggas was doing since forever. But when a white boy did it. It blew up. So there's no, you know, I, I said niggas need to stop teaching the Quilo because um, this is what they do. Um, even though some of them do do it justice. Like I said, I, I, I saw 
the Elvis Presley HBO documentary. And listen, Elvis was a talented motherfucker. There's no denying that. He was a talented motherfucker. Motherfucker could sing and move. But all we saying is, give niggas they do. Give niggas they do. If you're going to take, give niggas they do. God damn it. Don't just steal, nigga. Give niggas they residuals. Um, you know, Eminem is a bad motherfucker. He's one of the top. Ra- you can't deny it. L- lyrical. He's one of the top lyricists ever. Eminem's a bad boy. And I do believe Eminem does pay niggas homage. Um, all we saying is pay niggas homage. That's all. Yeah, it was, un- you know, the unfortunate, like with Elvis that you just said, it's unfortunate at that same time Chuck Berry couldn't eat but Elvis. Yeah. You know, and Chuck Berry... You need Chuck Berry. What do you need for rock and roll? You need Chuck Berry. You need James Brown. You need Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, but Hendrix came after it was already established. He was 70s. But what do you need at that time, that Elvis time for rock and roll? Oh, uh, Little Richard. Little Richard. Little Richard was Elvis. I mean, rock and roll. R- rock and roll. I was rock and roll, honey. Woo! See, without, without those three, it doesn't happen. L- Little Richard was the Paul Mooney of rock and roll. Yeah. He told you, nigga. He, nigga, I invented comedy, nigga. Sweetness. I, I, I invented it, nigga. I, all of it. I'm the creator. I'm the god. I invented rock and roll, honey. Elvis, Chelvis. Woo. But, but do you, but. So let's say Elvis didn't get wasn't didn't get rich. That he just made money like everybody else did. Because he actually got ripped off, too, by his dude because he took 50% of everything he made. But right. still made yeah. a great living. If he doesn't get rich, do we have Elvis, uh, this this backlash towards Elvis? But, I, but let's, again, let's not play those games. No, no, I'm just asking. Though. No, but, it, but is it? Is it is but, but, and part of why his rise was what it was was because he was white. So let, we, right. we can't play that if game. No, no. Because, because... And 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 the the white factor that that surpasses the ifs. That's why he's that's why but, he's not an if. But I'm trying to ask ask you this: Is it the money, or was it was it that he, that he actually was using? Did he, did he? Do you feel like he stole the whole that he stole that rock and roll? Well, they call him the king of rock and roll, that, and that's that's a problem in there. Right? So that's they, they give him that title. They dubbed him a title, but he wouldn't have that title if he wasn't white, because he's white and could do what niggas did. He's the king. You know what I'm saying? Anytime a white so which, person which, which, could what? do what a black person could do, like black people, or even a little bit better than black people, even though we invented it and we we are the blueprint, that. That white sauce, that secret sauce means more. Well, okay, but we're in a country, and I'm not trust. This is not a justification. This is a mathematical equation that I'm asking. So, with the volume of white America, and then the, so and then the black America, Hispanic America. But when we take that, and if you, at, especially in the in the fifties, when that came, when Elvis hit, there's more people to market it to too. So when it hits, it hits bigger. Because of the amount of people as well. Correct or not correct? Say that again. I'm sorry. Just because there's some more people, it hits bigger when a white guy does it because they were able to market it towards a white America. Because there's more, there's more people. There's more people in that category. White America. I don't buy that. They, 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 make, they make kings out of who they want to make kings out of. So you're saying if, there, if it was all equal, it was a third, a third, and a third, he'd still be the king. 
no, he wouldn't be the king if they gave niggas the same shit they gave him in terms of opportunity. Yeah, and at the time, they definitely didn't. No, they didn't in terms of coverage. There's certain certain places niggas couldn't even play. Right. You 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 can't play this illustrious theater, this illustrious music hall. So, you or know, they did let him play there. They or, had, they or, had and, to enter through the back to the kitchen yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, or, or, or no, we're not going to put you on this TV program. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, you know the equation. Well, you know how great it is to be uh, white in America. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this to uh, something that because it's a comedian. Um, <sighs> Dude, I'm having problems with names today. I don't know why so bad, but uh, he just passed away recently, and he did all the stuff about uh, Cosby trying to buy uh, NBC. It was a comedian. Um, Dick Gregory. Dick right. Gregory. Dick Gregory. That's who I'm trying to get to. Yeah, he died a while ago. Didn't he? Yeah, but this, is how, but this is how great it is to be white in America because this is the story that he told. Do you know that he turned down the Jack Parr show? That was before Johnny Carson. And for everybody who's still younger than that, that was before... Uh, um, Jay Leno, uh, and then, okay. So hopefully you're caught up. He turned down the the Jack Parr show because to be on it. Yeah, they they wanted him on it. And he had been on it several times before as a comedian, right. but they never let him come over to the couch. Right. They never. So he was black because he's black. So they never had a black person. Damn, niggas can't even sit down. Okay, but this is how good it is to be white. Let me explain this. And this is this is going to open up some other doors. So he never comes over to there, and so he he turns it down. And then he saw Jack Parr, or he called, and they said, why, why won't you do the show or whatever happened? He goes, because you never had me sit down. He goes, well, you never even thought about it. He goes, you're on the show, sit down. So he came and he did the show, and he was the first black man. Sit down. Sit down on the show. But it's so great to be white in this country that you didn't even think about that. Do you understand? All he had to do, all he did was say, you never had a black man sit on the sofa. And then Jack Parr went, oh, yeah, never thought about it. That's how, you don't even have to think about it. Right. That's why you identify as white. It's easier. Okay. Second part of her email. (laughs) What I'm saying is just ask. (laughs) Niggas been asking for a long time. (laughs) But that's how, but that's how I, I misunder, like, that's how there's so, it doesn't even occur to many people that when you, when, when we talk about privilege and white privilege, it's never occurred to them that they, that they, they came with this privilege because it just and that happens. in and of itself is a privilege. That's how privilege it is. That's how great it is. <sighs> Kim Kardashian. Now, apart from the bitch having a diaper ass, no talent having a video of her getting the work from Ray J. Ooh, Ray J, she says. Making millions off being the most untalented individual imaginable. The list goes on. Anyways, she has been involved in getting some black people out of jail, which has been amazing. I am sure those people are grateful to be out and could give a shit about who was involved. However, this bitch has been going on around taking full credit for this shit and not mentioning the two black female lawyers at the head of this, Brittany Barnett and me, Angel Cody, are the lawyers responsible for the releases. But this bitch has been acting like she is the face of it because she met with that orange ass cyst in the White House. As a black boy, black women know how to go on, girl. But be gone, bitch. 
as a black woman, I just see that this is another example of us being great, but not being the right hue to get the accolades. Also, you can talk about Kanye being crazy, but no, that fucker knows what he is doing. This fool has become everything he used to warn us of back during the time when he actually made good music, circa college dropout, graduation era. He's out here selling prison slippers. The fuck? Anyway, please look up those two lawyers because they deserve to be seen and known. Also, how sad is it that instead of tackling the full problem of justice reform and why it ha- and why is and why it is that crimes such as marijuana possession still have people in prison to this day. However, you can walk to the local dispensary and buy a gram in certain areas. When Trump was elected for profit, prisons began to be and are currently big business again. How come no one is calling him out for that? We are, you see, that's what I'm talking about. I don't have the education to say what needs to be said, but God damn it, my spider sense is telling me it's smoke and mirrors. Um, how come no one is calling him out for that? We are praising him for meeting with diaper booty and getting a few people out of out of the joint. Come on, man. See, that's what I'm talking about, nah, though. But th- 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 there's three different conversations in there. There's three different things that happen in that, and they put them all together. And before you go into that, let me just say for the record, I was watching Kim Kardashian on Jimmy Kimmel. And I, I, I've always said, and I got to agree, like, the bitch is famous for being famous. Yeah. No talent fake and it'd be different if it was like that's your real ass she got quail booty nigga and i've said this before when the thighs don't match the ass it's quail booty if you don't a quail is a bird big humongous body stick legs this shit looks disgusting and it's like this bitch is on a talk show for what you have no talent you don't do anything you're a fucking name for what are you taking up the mantle or sitting on a show where someone with talent should be on that? But she has That's it. Bullshit. She has what? Talent? No, she has she she has the notoriety. Based on what? It doesn't make a difference. She has it. That's how fucked up this game is. But go say what were you gonna say? So, well, there was three: the, the justice reform and the people that she's getting out that she's helped get out of jail. That she did not mention the two lawyers, and I didn't know their names. Uh, I not off the top of my head, I can't come up with any names today. But uh, that's separate. That's that, that, that's two different. But things. But you do acknowledge that they should get the proper coverage. Yeah, but it had not, But but what she put those two together about? So yes, they should be getting more coverage, and the media has actually. Publicized those those uh, those ladies. They've actually, so you're familiar with it. Yes. So oh. they they actually have publicized them and they have gotten some credit, not what they do, what they deserve, but with the face of a Kim Kardashian, that's what brought more attention to it. So it, it's hand in hand. But yes, the lady should have been given more attention, and Kim Kardashian should have also get, brought them up in all the interviews that she did. Um, but that is just people that are have that are in jail and they have been able to find out that there was. Uh, uh, problems in the way that their court case was done or whatever to get them out of jail. So that's them or that there was uh, they were wrongly convicted. Those are the wrongly convicted people. And then they went to their court case and been able to get them out of jail. And that's, I think, three. I think it's three people. I don't know how many people that they are. But that's this group that she's associated herself with already existed. She just came in to help it out and promote it more. 
That's one. The justice reform that she went to Trump with, that she actually, with Kanye, went to Trump with to, to help um, get it uh, expedited and right. move through, that's, that's different. And she did do that one. That one she, she gets credit for for going to Trump. Uh, yes, the orange guy, but the orange guy had the pen that could take care of it, and he did. So talking about uh, justice reform uh, and then the, uh, the pay uh, jails, those were already in place, and they've been in place for a while. Who put them in place? I don't know which president did put him in place. Uh, when Obama? Oh, they were in effect when Obama was there. Yay! I think, I think he tried to he tried to get tried to because you shouldn't it, it, it shouldn't be a business. And I think he was trying to move away from that. I think Clinton had it in no, place. No, wasn't when the Clintons the ones who really was trying to put niggas away. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's the one that, that and I believe they're the one who started the pay prisons. I'm not positive. I need to do some research on that. God, see, this is where we we could use a producer and really, who could quickly whip this shit yeah, up. Yeah, and I could look at my because phone, again, but then you yell at me. I hate not having the facts because, you know what I mean? I hate not having the facts because I, I aggressively want to dunk the ball on motherfuckers and stare at them and go, but I don't have the fucking facts. I, I don't know which is the president. I do, I do know that it had, it had been in operation for a, a long time, but it had grown even more, I believe, well, during... Well, let me read the third part of her shit. Okay. And this is the final part. This is why she said juice theory. This is about OJ. OJ, now I was five years old when this trial happened and lived in Los Angeles, so I just remember the grown-ups were glued to the TV. When he got off, it was like a sudden black holiday. My mother actually took me out of school to get ice cream. I uh, hope you got chocolate. I remember her being afraid of white people going crazy and trying to stir up a hanging nigga event. Anyways, I remember my insane Jamaican mother had a theory about what might have happened to Ron and Nicole. She thought that they were fucking Ron and Nicole and that Ron had ties to nefarious individuals who funded his restaurants and other projects. She thought that he may have fallen behind on payments or some other offense and they showed up to big pussy him. Can't help the Sopranos connections. Fucking love that show, she says in parentheses. Nicole was there, in parentheses, probably fucking, and ended up getting got too. OJ saw something or the whole thing and got threatened and so on and so on. Where OJ fucked up and lost support from the black community was this dumbass, if I did it book. Like, really, Juice? Plus the inability to let go of the snow bunnies. Just sit down. You won. But yeah, I don't know if people believe that he really was physically capable of killing two people. Also, Ron Goldman was a big motherfucker, and OJ wasn't in his football glory when that happened. So yeah, Farrah. So she said that her Jamaican mother had a theory. Can, oh, I, can, I, just, can I just... Let me tell you what I think happened here. I think Ron had nefarious individuals he was working with who supported his restaurant. And when the shit didn't go because they couldn't make the payments, they sent somebody there to get the nigga. And then things went afoul. She saw the girl Nicole was sucking Ron dick and OJ was looking from the window and all of it went down. He saw what happened, but he did not know what to do. And the nigga got out of there and ran. And in the process, he cut his finger or his hand on something. Leak blood everywhere, and that's when the cops tried to make the connection and say that a nigga did it. 
Who wants to eat some more? And it's blunt. This is the craziest thing that I ever heard anybody say, because Ron <laughs> Goldman didn't even own any restaurants. He was the waiter at the place. So how would she know that he owned some restaurants? He didn't own any restaurants. Yeah, I was high when I thought about that, Terry. <laughs> Matter of fact, somebody passed me eight more lines of cocaine. Uh, I think they cut, almost cut your head off. They, they, they're coming for you. I don't think that was an right. accidental. Oh, we came to beat up uh, Ron, but we accidentally cut her hair, head off, so we, cut, we killed him too. Listen, listen, uh, black people. I know we know these cops is tricky. I know we know this system is tricky. We know that that white man is tricky. We know that. That nigga did this. Again, OJ, in the words of Steve Harvey, ain't been black since he won that Heisman. That nigga associated himself with white people. He loved white people. He loved white women. His world was white. He thought white. He acted white. So in the vein of whiteness, he did what most white men do. Kill their wives. Niggas beat their bitches up physically. You said most most white men don't kill their... Uh, most white men kill their m- wives. Most wives that are killed by their husband right. are white men. Are white men. I okay. said most white men kill their wives. Well, that sounds like what you're saying. Most white men, all white men... No, I said most, nigga. Where did you hear well, all? Most white men would be most of the white men who are married then kill their wives. Most! Not to say all, most. Okay, the ones, okay. Most white men kill But that's them. not how most marriages end. That's all I'm saying. It sounds like you're saying all white marriages. No, no, I'm just saying most white most white men, when they snap, they kill their wives. Okay. Niggas, you know, punch their women in the stomach and then ask for forgiveness. <laughs> uh, but yes, so OJ, in the, in the, in the vainness of his whiteness, uh, that nigga did it. I know we don't want to believe black people, but there are black fuck-ups. R. Kelly is a fucking pedophile. O.J. is a murderer. Um, Cosby took booty. But God, you don't. Black really... people can't. Black people just because you're famous don't mean you're exempt. But sickos come in fame and regularness. But this thing where we 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 demonize Cosby a hundred percent. I'm not. I'm, I, listen, the no. nigga admitted to putting quaaludes. But that's what was happening at that time. He wasn't like the. It that's was like, still a crime. I understand that, and I'm not saying that he was he was right. I'm saying he was wrong for what he was doing. Right. But on the other side of that, the Hollywood casting couch was very. It's a very well known. That don't make it right. I'm not saying it's right. So why even make that a point? Why do we demonize one guy? Why do we find this one guy? We to... should demonize them all. Okay, that's fair. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's harsh to me that we went after one guy when we know of this whole casting El, catch. Why did we go after the one guy? Because he was the black dude. Oh, that's right. Call me motherfucking black American, nigga. If you're going to treat me like you let me know what I am first. All right, private prisons, if you wanted the answer. When you weren't looking, I checked it out. Uh, as far back as 1852, these private uh, pay for pay prisons, these money making prisons, but it was the Reagan administration that brought uh, the pay when they started really becoming the pay for prisons. When they started building more of those and turned into a business, and, and, it, and that's a bad thing. Yeah. There you go, Terrence fucking Coon Williams, the do nothing Democrats, and we just gave you the fact, Coon nigga, your beloved right, who's 
fucking taint and balls you keep in your throat. I told you, the Democrats or the Republicans, it don't fucking matter. None of them like niggas. It's just a question of if you're going to go with a party, which one is going to be quicker to sign your freedom papers? The do-nothing Democrats. Fuck you, you fucking Bojangles ass nigga. We just gave you the facts. Like the right is so much better. <laughs> now I dunked and I got facts. <laughs> Was that the last email? I'm going to make sure. Because we only have a few minutes left and I'd like to talk about something else. Dude, this is our show. We can do what the fuck we want to do. I know, but... If we can talk about it, that just means we're giving them extra meat. They like extra dick, nigga. Yeah, but I didn't want to end on something so racial. What the fuck? So, Jack, if I did decide to become a thief, what makes you think you can catch me? I'm a lighter back, Reggie. Oh, you saw that? <laughs> uh, I think this is... This is the last one. Smelly Pinetta. Pineda, Smaley, The Nature of God. This is a short one. I saw on your Instagram a couple months ago a short video expressing philosophical questions that were about God and some of your internal struggles. I was watching this video by Alan Watts labeled The Nature of God. Definitely a video to sit back and listen to with an open mind. Hopefully hopefully this provides you with insight by other people with the same questions as yours. Smaley P. Yeah, I might check that out. Um, you going to check it out? Yeah, I might check it out. We're done with the emails, brother. Um, all right, let's do do you, do we have time to do a little bit more? We do what the fuck we want. This is our cock. We'll jerk it if we want to. Do we want to talk about the black woman in Texas who was shot in her home playing video games with her nephew. Uh, you got something else on the menu? No, I, I mean, I think I, the only thing I wanted to bring up is because we talk a little bit about the police and, you yeah. know, like I said, it should be. And you say it should be. Yeah, it should be. We, it, we need to demand that that uh, investigation mm-hmm. that they're going to do mm-hmm. and the training and the problems that we're having in, in these police departments, it it shouldn't be done by the the Fort Worth Police Department, the people who the people who bring you dead uh, constituents. Right. Uh, it should be done by the Department of Justice, and they should have an investigation to find out why people are just getting shot in their home. Uh, and we already know why. I already heard you yell it. I heard it from the back of the room. Uh, so I get it. And that's why I said it should be demanded that it's not done by the police department. And right. half, and, and they won't sweep it under the rug. They'll half sweep it under the rug. Right. So uh, that's why I wanted to bring that up. Because I, um, this was like a great person. This was just a good person being a good person in, 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 that, in a situation that her life was taken. And I hate to say this because I'm going to get, uh, I should get. Uh, and, and, this, and this is why I don't. Or this is why I have a, a, a teeny tiny flame of a flicker in my belief in God. Because none of this makes sense. 
and you motherfuckers can't ever give me answers that make sense. Oh, it's God's plan. Oh, you don't know. There's evil in the world. But yet all the evil that does this, a.k.a. the cops, still keep their jobs, hardly pretty much never get convicted. If they do get convicted, if, which is a big fucking if, they get bullshit time, which is smoke and mirrors, and they continue to live their lives and go on while we praise this mythical creature, figure, whatever you want to call them, where good people get blown away and the evil continues to live. So, you know, whatever. Here's what I'm going to get in trouble for saying, maybe, maybe not. I'm not happy that this happened. Obviously not. But with this happening, the good that can come from it is there is nothing that they have on this lady. We've had mythical things that have been said about why the police have killed black people. Right. Uh, oh shit! I'm glad you. Okay, go. But yeah. but with all the mythical reasons yes. why uh, this happened and the fear that they had and this, this is the opportunity to take to make sure that white people in this country understand that even if they're not afraid of black people, white people are afraid of black people. There was nothing to fear about this woman, and just her standing there being black was enough to get this dude to fire that gun. If this doesn't wake people up to show what the injustice is, I don't know what else would. And she, unfortunately, her death, is she's the perfect candidate to, to show everyone because there's nothing here that we can mistake as threatening from this woman. Right. And it's unfortunate that it's come to that, but I, I want... I really would like to see the Department of Justice go in and investigate this because there's nothing that they can say. There's nothing that they can turn it. And we saw that night... When it happened, they tried to say that she had a gun in her house just to start the machine of why, of, of, yeah, why, why this happened. And there was right. no reason for this to happen whatsoever. Right. So uh, that's what I wanted to bring up. And I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make sure that, that, that this investigation gets, uh, goes past uh, the uh, Texas Police Department. But it needs to, it needs to be more than that. And I don't, I don't know how to do it. Maybe that's something I can look into. Maybe I could use my non-Mexican whiteness <laughs> to make uh, well, a I'll fucking ounce I, of I, difference. I'll say this. If, if, if you can use your whiteness to make that difference, then, nigga, I'm behind you all the way. <laughs> Some of us are behind you all the way, officer. Uh, I forgot. I got one more email. And then I, I want to end. I want to tie up what you just said. Okay, well, the, very I got one other thing to say. Then, so oh, okay. you want me, which when you what, you do that? Which oh, one do you want to do first, nigga? I feel it. Oh My no, it's rumbling. Uh, the quarterback is toast. You should have done uh, rumbling, tumbling, stumbling. The the. And then the quarterback is toast. What's Roman Tomlin's Tomlin? Um, Berman. Ber- Ber- What's his first name? Berman from Berman ESPN. from ESPN. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know his... He's uh, rumbling, tumbling, stumbling to... Oh, the, shit. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, man. Sorry. Oh. I, can't, I can't do impressions. Uh, I, I can barely do jokes. Grant Plaw, job inquiry. Hey, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This dude. You know this? Yeah, well, yeah. He's, I sent, told him to send this to you. Oh. Okay. Because he sent it to me. Or he sent it to both of us at the same time. But I was like, dude... Hey, Aries, I'm looking to get into showbiz, and I think working under you and Andy's tutelage 
would be a great way to get my foot in the door. I don't know what exactly you would need me to help you with. Get my motherfucking coffee, nigga. What kind do you want, Mr. Spears? Leroy Furious. The blackest, strongest coffee you could have. And don't put no cream in it because then you'll force me to stir it with that big black. Um, But I'm 18, so I can offer a youthful perspective. It's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm black, intelligent, articulate, and funny as a motherfucker. Uh, I can write. I can read. I can talk. And I, number one, especially listens. I don't think I might like this nigga. I understand this is probably a long shot, but I don't know how else I'm going to have an opportunity to work with someone who can warn me about these white folks in Hollywood. (laughs) How old is he? 18. Well, if he was 15, he'd have more worries. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, Like how much to smile, how to tap dance, and do jazz hands. As you said in your latest podcast, you wish you would have had someone to guide you in your uh, amateurism? Amateurism. Amateurism. You're a tourist in your amateurness. Oh, damn, this nigga. Who who that nigga on that nag? Um, So here I am looking for someone to guide me in my amateurism. My phone number is do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. If you want to talk further into detail, thanks, big homie. Plus, I would do the shit for free. I'm definitely calling you. Just would need some food, somewhere to lay my head. This sounds like a cold case waiting to happen. And some of the whoas, I'm ready to become the made man. Let's go ahead and get the ceremony ready. God, I I like this nigga's enthusiasm. Um, Listen, brother, I I really wish I was in the position to do that for you. Uh, my position ain't what people think it is. Um, I might have a lot of the respect and street and people notoriety, uh, but I'm not really in any position to do for you what I would really love to do for you. Um, I just, I'm not, it's just the reality. Um, but I, again, I, 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 if I, if I could offer you any advice, I, I just would say, man, just watch everything that you do. Don't say more than you have to. Pick your battles wisely. And as Chris Rock told me, try not to piss these white folks off. Smile as best you can without cooning. Be yourself without dancing. But every now and then, you know, God, play the game, but don't uh, don't be obviously overextending yourself. Don't kiss ass, but, you know, uh, God, just, 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 just try to make good decisions. You know, if white people, if they piss you off, if they say something, you know, is bullshit, bite your fucking tongue and just know when to pick your battles. Get in there first, make a name for yourself, get some money, get some power and, and then, and then play a little bit. Uh, don't show your hand too fast. I wish I could tell you more than that, young brother. Uh, and, and, I, and I wish you the best. You got my email, man. You can stay in contact with me. Let me know how it's going. We could communicate that way. Uh, and then and, and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch you. I'll watch you, young Skywalker. Guide you will I do.
Um, you know, shit like that, brother. Yeah. Wait. You, you, you got? Do you want me to give him anything? Sure. I, I'm going to critique your, uh, your. Me? No, him. Oh. He. Um, when you want to go work for someone, I, and I applaud you for wanting to go work with Aries because it would be great for you if that could work out. But uh, tell him what you can do for him. Don't tell him that you want. Because see, he's like, what? What can I do right now? If you told, like, you've heard us say a couple times, we need a producer. Yeah. So get your computer skills up, learn about podcasting, come to us, say, I know all about podcasting. I could be a great producer. I'm young. I know what's hip. I know what's going on in social media. I can make you, uh, I, I could increase your listenership. Tell us what you can do for us. Because then if we have to find what you can do, then we're really working for you. This is why you need this fucking Caucasian, man. That You just did everything I was supposed to do, but the nigga in me didn't do it. You are white. You 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 white, I, yeah. Fuck that Mexican shit. Stay you, dude. It's more valuable. It's not that it's more valuable. I if, when I do this Mexican thing, I'm gonna really explain to people what I really feel about. Yeah, but you let your motherfucking Caucasiano come out. I just know how to. I know how to work in this world, in this American world. I worked in it. He's the inside man. <laughs> I have an inside man. But that's what you want to do. That will help you. But there's something else that I was going to say to you. Warren Buffett said exactly what you're trying to do right now. Find the people that you want to to emulate kind of in business. Obviously, you want to be your own person. But the person who has that knowledge and has got to that level that you want to get to and work for them. Because if you can be around them, you can advance yourself to that level because you know what they did to get there. They, you know who you're working with to get there. So you're doing the right things. But work on that other thing I told you. Mm. Um and as soon as we can afford somebody, we'll take some applications. Yeah, man. You're up on the top. Yeah, man. Um, like, I'm trying to make our podcast a little timely so that when we talk about some things, that yeah. they're actually... Elijah Cummings... Uh, passed away. Passed away. And, I, and uh, that's not good uh, for... I mean, <laughs> obviously, it's not good. It's, it, I, I feel more worried about the establishment in um, D.C. because... He's not there. He's not there. But 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 what is good is when you have this. And this is the clip that I sent to you from the white lady. I'm Courtney Miller. Hi, I'm a criminal defense attorney, and I live in Arlington Heights, District 7. Six years ago, I was sitting in my house in my living room watching a movie with my boxer, Birdie. The lights were on. I have floor-to-ceiling windows in the living room. The blinds were up. Anybody who walked by would have seen that I was home. At some point, my dog demanded to go out, and I led her back into the backyard and went back to watch my movie. About five minutes later, I heard her barking furiously, and I went into the kitchen, into the backyard, where I keep my back door open and my storm door shut. And as I walked to the patio, I saw two flashlights flitting across my backyard, in the dark, in the grass. And when I walked out to my patio, I had to yell out, who's back there? And the answer that I got is, it's the police. I'm a white woman in a middle-class neighborhood, and the circumstances of my call, the police were called out to a barking dog, not a welfare call, a barking dog. But the police came onto my property 
They started flitting around and creeping around stealthily. They did not come to my front door and announce themselves when anybody could have seen that someone was home. Instead, they flitted around and they were stealthy. And it wasn't until I cried out that they announced themselves as the police. I am alive and Tay is not. You're the black people. Mm. And that's white, that's white privilege right there. Because my... feelings. What if they shot my dog? If I were a black woman in this city, my fear would be, what if they shot me? And that's the reality. I stand with you and I commend you for wanting to have a police oversight committee. What I ask of you is that you have a criminal defense attorney present on that committee. We watch body cams all day. We can tell you what's going on, and we can name names. Thank you. She's going to name names. <clears throat> We've mentioned it so many times on this podcast, and I have. We need white folk like that. It's not enough to just say you don't say the N-word. It's not enough to just say you have black friends. It's not enough to just say you're not racist. We need you to do something. Because whether we care to admit it or not, the reality is this. It don't matter if a million niggas keep fighting this fight. While as powerful as that may be, there's nothing more powerful than a million niggas and one white person. That white ingredient is potent, always has been. So if you really give a shit, white America, if you really give a fuck, get involved. Bleed with us, get beat up with us, get abused with us, die with us. That's the fucking change. But she said something in there that... I will reiterate that I said yes. that Jack Parr didn't even realize that he never had a black person sit on the sofa until it was made clear right. to him. Right. She just said in there, her fear that night was that her dog would be shot. Right. White and black folks listen to this podcast just to understand each other. We, The white community is, is just catching up. They didn't know. And I'm not saying that, that they should get a pass for not understanding. She just told you what her thought process was, her dog. Now she realizes that it, it, it's, it would be a black woman would be fearful of her own life. When I went to Jack Parr in that time, he didn't think about it because he just has people on the, on the show. We've come a long way since then. We have a lot further to go. But we need to make these changes. We need people to stand up and know what's wrong and start saying what's wrong. It's, it, it, there's no denying that you can't see it now. We have, we have news in our pocket all the time. There's nothing that we can hide from. It's not like it isn't being talked about in your city. It's being talked about on the phone that you have in your pocket right now. If you cannot communicate and stick up for people that you see are being wrong, then this country is not going to go any further anyway. Right. I don't know if I ever played this on a podcast before. Uh, 
I want to say I think I did, but I wasn't sure I did. But even if I did, there's certain things that's worth repeating. Because uh, this, to me, is one of the most moving things. I, 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 I To me, it's one of the most moving things I've ever heard. Uh, because what it says is, t- to your point, not only do we know, but there's never an age too early to know. And if a child can know it, if a child can feel it, if a child knows how disgusting this country has been and can be in regards to race, then we as adults gotta do better. How can we not? And anything less than trying to do better is a failure and a disgrace to yourself. Um, You know, we all know the famous speech by Martin Luther King, If I Had a Dream. We all know the the speech he gave, or I think it was April 3rd, the day before, or April 4th, uh, before the day he died in Memphis, uh, where he talked about mountaintop. the mountaintop. Uh, but this, this, this is one of my favorite speeches. Uh, if I had sneezed, did I play this? I don't know. Okay. And then we should end on this note. Um, so before we, because this is such a great moving speech, I, I don't think words should be followed after it. So signing off, I'm Aerie Spears. Uh, again, Questions, comments, emails, direct them to Spears 45 at Hotmail. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you guys aren't supporting me on Patreon, and I'm fucking tearing up. Come on, guys. Break fucking bread. Whatever you want. A dollar a month. I, I, I'm trying to give. The more you help me, I can help the young man get on board. So that money could be his money. So stop fucking playing. Um, Cameo. Instagram. All that bullshit. Andy, you? Uh, AndyComedy.com. All my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. We're going to be in Indianapolis next week. Yeah, I ain't been to Indianapolis in a gazillion years since I did Crackers Comedy Club. We're doing uh, Helium. Helium. They opened up a Helium out there. The the chain. They got one in um, Portland, Philly, uh, Buffalo, St. Louis, and now Indianapolis. Indianapolis. So. We're continuing the franchise train. Um, that's it, though. And then we're going to be in Calgary. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the end of October. Canada. Canada. Oh, Canada. Sorry. Uh, with your weird fucking money. Uh, we're going to be out there. I'd love to give me some Calgary pussy. You know, see what that's like. Some maple leaf ass. Um, is, is it? Do you think it's colder? I don't know. But if it is, and I'm like, bitch, your pussy cold. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so here it is. Martin Luther King, if I had sneezed. And while sitting there autographing books, a demented black woman came up. The only question I heard from her was, Are you Martin Luther King? And I was looking down writing, and I said, yes. The next minute I felt something beating on my chest. Before I knew it, I had been stabbed by this demented woman. I was rushed to Harlem Hospital. It was a dark Saturday afternoon. That blade had gone through and the x-rays revealed that 
the tip of the blade was on the edge of my aorta, the main artery. And once that's punctured, you're drowned in your own blood. That's the end of you. It came out in the New York Times the next morning that if I had merely sneezed, I would have died. Well, about four days later, they allowed me, after the operation, after my chest had been opened and the blade had been taken out, to move around in the wheelchair in the hospital. They allowed me to read some of the mail that came in, and from all over the states and the world, kind letters came in. I read a few, but one of them I will never forget. I had received one from the president and the vice president. I've forgotten what those telegrams said. I'd received a visit and a letter from the governor of New York, but I've forgotten what that letter said. But there was another letter that came from a little girl, a young girl, who was a student at the White Plains High School. And I looked at that letter, and I'll never forget it. Said simply, dear Dr. King, I am a ninth grade student at the White Plains High School. She said, while it should not matter, I would like to mention that I'm a white girl. I read in the paper of your misfortune and of your suffering. And I read that if you had sneezed, you would have died. I'm simply writing you to say that I'm so happy that you didn't sneeze. I want to say tonight that I, too, am happy that I didn't sneeze because if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1960 when students all over the South started sitting in at lunch counters. And I knew that as they were sitting in, they were really standing up for the best in the American dream and taking the whole nation back to those great wells of democracy which were dug deep by the founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. If I had sneezed, if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1962 when Negroes in Albany, Georgia decided to straighten their backs up And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is bent. If I had sneezed, if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been here in 1963. Black people of Birmingham, Alabama, aroused the conscience of this nation and brought into being the Civil Rights Bill. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have had a chance later that year in August to try to tell America about a dream that I had had. If I had sneezed, I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried.